we're back with another episode. This episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler is sponsored by MyApothecary.com. MyApothecary is the premier online destination for hemp-derived CBD that will help you curate a wealthy lifestyle. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent any specific employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. This podcast series does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. It's the Face Off. It's the Face Off. Spread love, spread light. Another blessed week that we are uh, bringing some new flavor to your ear. Here comes a brand new flavor in your ear. Here comes the new flavor in your ear. Welcome. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. First of all, I want to say thank you to all of our new supporters, all of our new followers, um, whether you came from TikTok or Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Thank you so much for being on this journey and welcome. Welcome. welcome to the You're show. so lucky to be here. Glad you finally found us. It's your pleasure to be here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> How was your week this past week? Um, it was good. I just got back from Austin. I was in Austin this weekend for a concert. Oh, cool. Who did you go see? I went to see Leon Bridges. Ruby Bridges' little brother. <laughs> no. Who is Leon Bridges? Leon Bridges. He sings. You know, he sings like soul kind of music. Black guy. White guy. What? Black guy. Okay. Leon Bridges. Um. I was gonna say. Let me see if I can. I don't know uh, how much we can play for copyright purposes. Yeah, but yeah. I he sent. He's like all of his stuff might. sounds very old. I'll play a tiny clip. This is probably one of his most famous songs. No, nothing. No, never his songs are in Lovecraft Country. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, he looks like this. And we love Lovecraft Country. We love Lovecraft Country. Absolutely. It was such a good concert. He cool He's man. from Texas, actually. Oh, really? What part? Uh, Fort Worth. Okay. About Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Cool so days. he, it was a great concert. There's something about Austin, Texas. That excuse does me, what? Makes me think that I'm black. I think it's the caucasity. Ma'am, you are black. I am, but you know how, like, <laughs> I'm, like, tinged. A tinge of black. You're only um, I'm only phenotypically. I'm phenotypically black. Yeah. Some people would say, quote unquote, don't act black. But Austin, <laughs> Texas, is a white space where I'm like, I hate this shit, and y'all, so I'm gonna if I have to step up and be the black person here, then I'm gonna step up and be the black. Person. Was it a lot of black people there in the? No, concert? really, there wasn't. I was so upset. It's just Austin is so white, and I'm so used to living in San Antonio that I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, did you and, feel like that when you were there for school? When you were there for college? I guess I did, but also. I don't know. It's just different. It's gotten worse in the last couple of years. Yeah. I blame everyone moving in from California. I was going to say gentrification at its finest. Yeah, because yeah. it's a bunch of young white people. Um, mm-hmm. And it was young white people in college, too, but it was just different. I think there were more Hispanic people and Asian people yeah. as well. But um, I was drinking Hennessy. I was... Oh, you were really trying to get down. That's what I'm saying. And then all the black men at the concert were dating white women. Like, they were there with white women. Mm-hmm. So, of course... <laughs> <laughs> just made you feel uncomfortable. 
was like, what is, what in the white hell? So, of course, one of my Uber drivers was black. He looked like Marshawn Lynch. Shout out to Brian. Hey, Brian. And uh, I was like, hey, let me ask you something. <laughs> He's just here so you won't get fined. Yeah. Okay. I was like, where are you from? He was like, Alabama. I was like, okay. Mm. How long have you been in Austin? He said about eight years. And I was like, do you feel like you date a lot of white women now that you live here? And yeah. is it because there's only white women here or you're attracted to white women and that's why you stayed here? And he was like, I mean, honestly, like I date anyone. That will date me. Yeah, basically. But he was like, but I get approached more by white women. He's like, even tonight, I've gotten hit on by two white women. One was at a gas station. She kind of accosted me. One was here. And tell, I was like, don't do it. It's a trap. I was don't like, that is wild. Because I was like, we just were at a concert. There were a lot of black men and they were there with white women, but they yeah. were significantly more attractive than their partners. The white men? The, I mean, the, the white black men black were men. more attractive than their partners. Mm. And I was like, so what is going on? We're all for black love. I just didn't know. Is it just because <laughs> there's just so many white people here? And he was just like, no, like I just get approached by white women. Just know the white person on this podcast said that, <laughs> not the black one. <laughs> yeah. Then he told me that he just loves women and that he has four C or he has three C's for why he is like, he just is hoeing in these streets and getting these women. Four C's? Yeah. Right, was please it four or do three? Tell. three or four C's. The first one is comfortability. He says he's got to okay. get you comfortable. Okay. But then he's got to keep you curious. He's got to pique your interest and keep you there. Okay. He said, then he's got to spend some cash. That sounds very rapey. Uh, <laughs> like, and then my friend in the vibes. back was like, and then you make him come, right? That's the fourth scene. Oh my God. Was like, uh, he's like, nope, that's good. I'm going to use that. These are conversations with your Uber driver. I love talking wow. to Uber drivers. They're such interesting people. Remind me never to go in an Uber with Alyssa and her friends. That's a great, <laughs> hey, if there's any place for you to interact with me and get me at my best, it's drunk in an Uber. Oh, after Jesus I've had Hennessy, Lord. a cup of Hennessy. Oh, you oh you had already had the Hennessy. I had so already had the Hennessy. a different yeah, yeah, language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he was great. Austin was a good time. Y'all need some color in that city. Or uh, just tell me where it's hiding, because every time I'm there. Also, the Bachelorettes. What do you mean? They have taken over that city. I was at dinner. First of all, I, I you know those meals that you're obsessed with and you mm -hmm. think about all the time? Yeah. Nobu is one of my meals. That's one of them for me. Mm -hmm. I think about Nobu probably like once every week. Yeah. The second one is this salad from this restaurant in Austin called The Grove Wine Bar. It's a seared salmon salad with mm -hmm. a miso vinaigrette dressing. I think about it every freaking month. This just sounds hella bougie, but okay. It is. Because yeah. if the salad doesn't cost $20, I don't fucking want it. Oh, Lord Jesus, I cannot. Can I get an amen? No. No. Where my girl's at? Not from the front to back. We ain't feeling, feeling that. that? <laughs> no. Anyway, I think about the salad all the time. It's so good. I love it. I would eat it every single day and be destitute. It's delicious. Um, so we finally we go to Austin. And I'm like, well, I have to go get the salad. I've been thinking about it. While I'm eating this salad, four bachelorette parties walk in. How do I know they're bachelorette parties? A, they're all dressed the fucking same. B, they're in groups of 20. And C, they're all wearing fucking cowboy hats and shit. I was going to say they have a little sash. Yeah. I'm like, what is good? Also, why do you have that many friends? Ma'am, you, how many bachelorette parties have you been to this but year? But I'm not at a 20, 15, 20 person bachelorette party. How many is it? 12? Like eight. Which is very still, different. Still the same. Anything over ten, those are not your friends. What are you doing? There's no way you yeah, have no. a circle that large. No, Reevaluate. And say, it pisses me off. Yeah, I was gonna say if you do have a circle that large, y'all y'all ain't gonna be that large for much longer. No, so, and now you've yeah. ruined my dining experience. It's too many people. Maybe they're sorority sisters. No. Okay. Not for a bachelorette party. Narrow down your circles. I cannot. You almost ruined my salad. <laughs>
But other than that, I had a great time. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. What about you? How was, how was your <laughs> My week? week wasn't nearly as exciting. Uh, work still sucks, as usual. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll tell you what that ended my week. Um, actually, today, and I was very, uh, very sad about some very sad uh, news, devastating news. My next door neighbors are selling their house. I did see the sign. And yeah, I saw the sign. We're singing today. My eyes, I saw the sign. Anyway, and yeah, we've been neighbors. They bought, I bought my house two years before they bought theirs. And we've been neighbors for the past like four years. Like They didn't three, even consult four. you? They did not. They didn't really? even give me a heads up. And I've talked to them the same week that my AC went out and they didn't have the for sale sign. I was like, hey, you could have talked to me then, but you didn't say anything. So anyway, but uh, I've literally watched them like, they have two kids now and but they were just married they were married uh, when they first bought the house and i was like i saw them today and i saw the husband today and i was like what the fuck, dude like you're breaking up our family like we've been together for the past like three and a half four years and you're just out like that and then i saw his wife and she came out and i was like yo you're breaking you don't up even the want family. to try to fix it that's what i'm saying and so he's like well i'll make sure that you know uh we find a um a really nice neighbor for you whatever i was like yeah because other neighbors around here not all of them the one next the other side of us he's they suck but anyway the um, love of your life could move next door and this is what i told him i said i need him to be a black guy preferably my age or a year older with some good cash in his pocket if That's i were a to lot be specific, of stipulation i'm just saying i need i need a what is your neighbor. number one like if you had to pick he had one thing off that list <laughs> that's hard oh um, it's gotta be the black or the money black black it's gotta be black black and poor no mm-hmm. you have to no. pick one no we on a different we on a different tax breaker right now uh-uh you gotta be in my tax bracket or higher okay actually <laughs> actually not even really no you just have to be able to take care of yourself and fund your lifestyle tax bracket tax schmack it you know I mean, you got to be able to provide for yourself and for but then I like see all these people on TikTok that make like ninety six thousand to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars and I'm like if y'all can do it we can all do it says the girl who's not making yeah but the thing is, that but you don't make when you make a hundred thousand dollars you don't really make a hundred thousand dollars you're making about seventy thousand dollars i know so i need to make a hundred thousand to take home seventy thousand oh. i'm just saying there's pe- everyone's like oh six figures six figures six figures well there's all these people making six figures now with their dumbass tech jobs it's more attainable, I feel like, to make six figures. Oh, yeah, definitely. De- but that's not a requirement for me. Like, like having a bunch of money is not a requirement. I think, too, because... Um, She's speaking for herself. No, no, I am, I am speaking for myself. But, I mean, you can't be dirt poor. Absolutely not. But you do have to be able to be in a in some type of career i don't i don't specify what kind of career but you have to be able to fund your lifestyle and your lifestyle cannot be living in a time like in a van that's not that's not the lifestyle i'm talking about um, i'm talking about being able to fund the lifestyle of a wife and kids i had this conversation with my nana the other day she's a prayer warrior she's starting it strong for me because i was <laughs> I like that your grandma's a prayer warrior. i was like listen you do a lot of praying i know you do but i just feel like you haven't been praying specifically for me because i'm still here and single and working full-time right. that's just not what the lord has called me to do exactly the lord has called me at most to work part-time and i'm the person PRN. i'm the personality <laughs> hire i will come in i will boost the morale i will give the jokes i will bring us all together i will make the time worthwhile but not for more than 25 hours a week. We should be recreational therapists. I wish they paid a shit ton of money because we could really liven up a room. I feel like we could also be those people at the part, like party coordinator people who yeah. just come and they're like basically an MC. Exactly. That's all I want to do. I just want to like a stuff. fucking sniff. Yeah. <laughs> for being on that, <laughs> get paid a crap ton of money. Hello, everybody. Yeah. All that to say. <laughs> yes. 
we're doing all right, I guess. So but. my husband will be moving. We'll be buying the house next door. Let's manifest and, that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And we're gonna we're gonna follow this journey on the podcast. If y'all hear a weird noise, one of my neighbors is cutting grass right now, so that's why. Anyway, do you follow that girl on TikTok that was like ten months to a husband? No. She basically was like, I think it had to be in twenty twenty two because like on we're in twenty twenty two. Uh-huh. <laughs> it had to be at the beginning of the year. Okay. So okay, this started in twenty twenty one, but she was like. I'm this is arbitrary because I have ADHD she was like you know February 2nd 2022 I've always wanted to get married that day so I have 10 months till then I'm gonna try to find a husband oh god but it didn't happen but now she's taking everyone on this like journey with her to try to find someone and she's meeting all these people and dating people and whatever and she finally met a guy that she kind of likes so I've been following her on that journey so maybe you can start tiktoking your journey no definitely not I don't want I'm the type of person I'm gonna People aren't going to know that I'm dating. Like, I could be talking right now as a supposedly single person and could have a whole man. You would never know because I would never tell anybody. I'm the type of person, I'm going to just come out married and pregnant, and that's the only way y'all are going to know. That's it. Bitch. This girl I went to high school with. Unless you're my husband, and then you know. you'll know. Yeah, exactly. Lovely girl. <laughs> she, like, she posts, she doesn't post frequently on Instagram, but she yeah. posts enough to you where you kind of know what's going on with her right. life. The other day, and she's just like, it's always just, you know, like big events, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I would say, quote unquote, typical postings, big things that happen. She posted the other day and it was she was engaged. There is not they nary a picture of a boyfriend, Mm -hmm. a a hand, a relationship, anything. And I was like, I just gave her a. Yes. No, that's not what I gave her. Hand clapping. Yeah. Where's that? that? There you go. <laughs> Ma'am, that's how to fucking do it. Yes. She you said, you're not going people. on my page till the fuck we're engaged. Exactly. You're not even going to know that we're engaged. It's going to be a full blast. I loved that. You're going to come out with one family picture, and it's going to be me, my husband, and our newborn. And you're going to be like, wow, when did that happen? Soft launch, never heard of her. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I, yeah, nobody's going to ever know. Because I, I talk like a single person, but again, you'll never know if I have anybody or not, unless She's you're mysterious. him. So, she keeps them. Know curious that's her seat i do i absolutely do you know i gotta get mine because they gonna get theirs anywho um yeah so yeah my neighbors are moving and that's sad because they've been such great neighbors and it's really hard to find great neighbors too like especially when you move into a new community and the neighbors that i had before them we said way back to this anyway the neighbors i had before them they got divorced unfortunately and they were super super sweet like a super cute couple and we would always like you know uh, help each other out like if their trash cans were out i, I would pull their trash cans back they would pull mine oh, back oh you're one and, of those neighbors yes and so even my next door neighbor now like we do the same thing and um like there was some issue with some well, a trash company here in town and he was like hey can i put my trash in your trash can absolutely not a problem and even during COVID, we were really helping each other out, out because you know they had a newborn and trying to find like wipes and mm-hmm. formula and all that kind of stuff and then me working at the hospital, so they were like, hey, if you need anything, just let us know. And even when my AC went out, they were like, hey, if you need to come over here, you know, and like spend the night or something, or like, you know, for a few, stay over here for a few hours and get some AC, like, just let us know. You can definitely crash on our couch. We don't mind. So, yeah. So here's my question about the trash can thing. Yeah. I promise we'll start talking about something. For real. Soon. <laughs> That's our intro. So, you know how sometimes like you leave your trash, cause you're just like, fuck this trash can. You leave it out on the street <laughs> on trash days. Yeah. <clears throat> and sometimes someone, will bring my trash can up for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who it is. It's probably your next door neighbor. Probably, but how do I know that? Because sometimes hers is down there too. But mine's back up. Because the only neighbor I really talk to is that one. But then, like, am I supposed to do that for other people now? Do you have cameras in front of your house? I have a doorbell camera, but that's it. Oh. And it doesn't go off from there. So now I'm like, am I supposed to bring her trash can up? But what if she's not the one doing it? I just want to, like, 
I, I mean, I'll go out of my way to do it, but I not if she's not doing it. I for would just me. say just only do it when it's raining and the top is out, like open. Oh, okay. That's the only time I ever really do. I it. don't know neighbor protocol. I mean, you just kind of have to feel it out. Once you see them do it once, and if and once you know who it is, then that's the only like time. Like, who's doing nice shit for me? Will exactly. you cut it out? I don't like that. Don't or do me any least, favors. Or at least tell me that you're doing nice stuff yeah. so I can acknowledge you. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, here's what else what we want to acknowledge uh, for some stuff that's going on. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start this show. Anyway, uh, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way and just kind of talk about it. So first and foremost, no. Oh. Uh, first and foremost, <laughs> we do want to... Um, send out uh we are so happy and sad at the same time so brianna taylor oh um, bless brianna her taylor, fucking heart um yeah she was murdered um by four by kentucky firing squad uh pretty much by four kentucky police officers um who have now been arrested um and charged with four counts of charges whatever um from the fbi so thank god after that they have, lying after lying about a no-knock warrant they lied about getting the warrant number one number two they lied about um filling it out and all this other kind of stuff and the reasoning behind doing it allegedly just for the protection of podcasts but they did anyway and so they have all been arrested and charged and i pray that they get the fullest extent of the law and that they are given the death penalty that's my personal opinion but a anyway whole mess yeah to think that y'all can just keep lying on people yeah and also what's the little dude the little um who is he the little bastard from hell black guy that's uh he's a republican in kentucky the da is it the da oh, I, I think it's the da who was um who kept saying like he he didn't want to charge them at first and now the fbi is in charge and I, and I hope he goes to jail as well too i hope they arrest his old bitch ass but anyway um so yeah we're praying for Brianna taylor's family and um you know everyone affected by this case and i just pray that um, the case goes well and that they are able to get, um, we know that they'll never get full justice because full justice is her being Daniel alive. Daniel Cameron? Yes, Daniel Cameron, this bitch ass motherfucker. Oh, yeah, he's the attorney general. Why do we keep calling him the DA? He's the attorney general. So he um, he did not want to charge them because he didn't feel like there was any foul play and bullshit. But anyway, clearly the FBI felt otherwise. Anywho, so um, yeah, we are praying for Breonna Taylor's family and those who support uh, this cause and uh, that everything goes well. Because it just well. like never ends for them. Well, I think the thing is too, that there's a slippery slope. The, the sad part is they always do this shit to black people, number one, but then people, other people outside of blackness continue to think that it won't happen to their community. And it will. Like when they get it, they try it on black people to see if the shit will work. And then if it does work, guess what they're going to do? They're going to infiltrate every other community. So yes, when it's a black issue, it is an everybody issue. And I think I wish people would understand that. Um, also, too, another person that's um, unfortunately had some issues uh, in the past week, uh, Brittany Griner. We are praying, Yo, continuing that praying shit's for her. Insane. So for those that didn't hear, Brittany Griner um, is a, a phenomenal WNBA star who um, was playing in Russia overseas and had been playing there for a few years uh, overseas like during the offseason. She unfortunately is, I pretty much consider her a political prisoner. That's literally what she is at this point. And she's a pawn in this big dick fighting contest between Putin and Biden. It's fucking disgusting. But anyway, she was sentenced to nine and a half years in a Russian prison um, for illegally um, smuggling a vape pen that contained 0 0.7 millimeters, grams, milligrams, milligrams yeah. of marijuana or cannabis oil that she had a doctor's note here in America. And I don't for. know if y'all just saw the season four of Stranger Things, but a Russian prison is not where you fucking want to be. Uh, yeah. I just, th but you know what I think too, and this is just me being a conspiracy theorist, I really feel like Russia has already told Britney the plan. Like, listen, girl, it ain't even about you. 
Like we just trying to get our arms dealer back and you just happen to be at the wrong place at, at the, the right time. time. Yeah. And we capitalized on it, but it ain't about the weed. We don't give a shit about that. Oh, because that crazy man's out of office now and he's not going to blow shit up. Well, I think too. Cause how long did it take for us to get ASAP back? I don't know, but he was in a different country though. That's true. He was in Sweden. Sweden. I think it was Sweden. But also I think what, what's even crazier is that this, another American, a white American woman um, by the name of Audrey uh, Lober. She's a 19 year old American. She was found guilty of smuggling 17 grams of THC into Russia. Um, while she was on a family vacation and they released her after a two month detention and only fined her $15,000. Well, Brittany Griner got nine and a half years and has to pay a million dollars in fines in Russian and rubles. I think that's what it is. Rubles or whatever. Rubles. I think that's what their money is. Uh, anyway, but I just think it's, um, if you can't, first of all, number one, race is involved. Let's be clear. But number two, I think the bigger problem with uh, the bigger issue is not necessarily about race uh, or the primary issue is definitely she's a political prisoner because they can get their arms dealer back. Cause that's who's over here. Uh, the prisoner that they're trying to negotiate with, um, is an arm or allegedly an arms dealer. And so, um, they're willing to, or there are some talks that Russia is willing to trade Brittany Griner and another reporter who's been sentenced to 10 years in prison over there for their arms dealer. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Have so. you seen the pictures of her with, the like jailers yes she just towers over everyone yeah. over there but I, I think it's very unfortunate because first of all she looks scared as shit and the fact that i saw the press release that she did how long has she been over there she's been over there since february jesus and so february 2022 and she looked scared out of her mind and the the um, press con the, the speech that she gave she was just like i just want to apologize to my teammates for the embarrassment and i'm like why the fuck are you apologizing? These people are literally playing with your human life mm -hmm. over a dick swinging contest. That's literally all this is. But y'all say women are emotional and shouldn't be in politics. Oh my God, this is fucking insane. Jeez. And, and, and for the people who are out there saying, well, it's her own thought. She shouldn't have smuggled no weed into somebody else's country. Not knowing the law. She knew better. Fuck you. Okay, that's number one. <laughs> number two, God forbid you smuggle something into a country that you have no clue about. Let's see if you're singing that same tune mm -hmm. if you get stuck in another country. You just like, never know what you would do until you're there. Exactly. And my thing is, this is probably not her first time ever taking THC into another country. Like, she's probably she's been there for multiple years. Like, she, I'm quite sure she's not the only one that's done it. I'm quite sure her, her uh, um, what are they called? Teammates have probably done it as well, too. But to sit there and say that that's her fault, that she's a political prisoner because of extra bullshit that's going on. When again, a, a white 19 year old girl who's on vacation gave had 17 grams. Like, mm -hmm. this girl has 0 0.7. Nothing. Like, just trace in there. But anyway, we're praying for Brittany Griner and her wife and her family. Um, and we just pray that Joe, like, I, and I get it too. Joe Biden, we have an expectation of Joe Biden to really do something but i think people have to be realistic with the fact that everybody hates the united states and <laughs> if if he went over there guns a blazing um that would start world war three and everybody would be nuclearized and we would all be dead it just is what it is yeah. so i don't know what, what what people think more of what he could actually do but yeah it's just sad that it has to be her that she has to be this political prisoner in this bullshit. what were you talking about doja cat Oh, sorry. Were you guys well, I was just because speaking of the devil's lettuce, the de oh, okay. Amon Shumpert, maybe you've heard of him. Yeah. He's played basketball. Tiana Taylor's husband, Junie's dad. He was in Dallas, tried to take six ounces of weed on the plane. They arrested his ass because in Texas, guess what that is? Still a felony. So let me ask you this question. So you can't take weed on a plane at all? No, not okay. in this state. Okay. Just, Zero percent. Do not try to do it. What about edibles? Can you take edibles? You are not. You're in Texas. Weed is still illegal in it Texas. is um decriminalized 
Isn't it decriminalized on a federal level, correct? But I don't think it's legal here. In the state. Yeah, so like you can have up to a certain amount and then you not get really, you get a fine. Okay. But if you have over, I think it's over four ounces, it's a felony here still. Okay. Um, On planes, I don't, you can't carry it on. Okay. Sometimes if you have. I'm just asking for This is not legal advice. Yeah, it's not. Don't take it. This is all alleged. This is all alleged. The thing is, like, if you're traveling from somewhere where weed is legal and you come here, they can still arrest you for it. Mm. That's the tricky part. So he tried okay. to get on the plane with a shit ton of weed. And they're like, you're in Texas, dude. Not cool. Mm. And they arrested his ass. I think it's felony like $15,000 fine or something. I mean, what's $15,000 to Iman Shepard? I know, but still you get arrested for a felony in Texas. Yeah, that's not good. Though. That's not good. I mean, he'll get off because he's, you know. See, that's why we just, need, we just need to be legal everywhere. It's getting too complicated. Ouch. Yeah. That's a shit ton of weed, though. Um, yeah, I just feel like whatever they make legal or you know decriminalize on a on the federal level needs to be an automatic state level relaxation because you're gonna prosecute me, then I'm just gonna fight an appeal and then win. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean, if if I'm white, yeah, I win it. But you what know. a pain in the ass too for you to be like you live in L.A. Where everything's legal. Yeah. You're just thought and bopping, trying to get on this plane. He was like, I got to go pick up Junie. Truly. He was like, can I get on this plane? I got to pick up my daughter. <laughs> they were like, we have <laughs> to arrest you. <laughs> but you know, I think it's crazy is that there's an expectation. And I guess states depend on you not knowing what the laws are in their state mm. for this very reason. But I'm just like, I don't have time to keep up and Google. What can I not do in Utah? What can I not do in Jersey? Yeah. Like, I don't got time for all that. That's stupid. I don't have time for all That's that. It's insane. Yeah. Well, what were you talking about Doja Cat? Uh, she is doing some things. Like what? I'm a do- I love Doja Cat. I'm gonna say that right now with my chest. Love her. She did just shave <laughs> okay. her entire head and her eyebrows. Okay. Not sure reason why. Not really sure what's going on. There's some talks that she hates her blackness. I'm not in on that Discord. I think she's just a funny. She's biracial though, right? She is biracial. Who, who's black? Her mom or her dad? Um, I think her dad. I was going to say, she looks like she has a white mom. No, as someone with a white mom, she looks the type. Yeah. <laughs> she she matches the profile. Yeah, definitely. But she's always doing some funky shit. Just in general. Yeah. She's I mean, just I a really, little loony. I don't really follow her career like that. I think she has great, you know, songs and stuff like that. I think she's very creative, um, you know, in the entertainment space. But I don't really follow her enough to really know that that's like a big change for her to shave her head. I mean, what does she wear before? Like wigs, wigs and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you never really saw her real hair anyway. Yeah. She, so she could have been bald this entire time. But also Brittany shaved her head. So maybe it's a cry for help. Could be coming next. I don't know. I feel like people always try to make her out as anti-black or that she doesn't want to be black or that she just thinks she's, I don't know. Has she said something or done something that makes people feel like she's anti-black? She was. Do you remember when she was in those racist ass chat rooms a long time ago? Nope. Damn. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Um, she was in some racist ass chat rooms. What was she? I mean, she was using like the N word and all that kind of stuff. Let me do a little internet deep dive okay. for you. Oh, yeah. Wow, the first one. Doja Cat accused of participating in racist chat rooms using slurs. Wow, what kind of? But if she's using black slurs and she's black, is it really a slur? I mean, it's a slur. I'm dying. Um, supposedly she used the hard R <clears throat> in a racist chat room. The hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she said, um, she this. She was intoxicated, basically, and that she was blackout drunk and being dumb. Um, and she said, "I mean, but some black that's where she said, shut the fuck up." And then I said, with a hard R word to someone. So okay, that's supposed to be okay. But I think oh, she yeah. was in like some. I don't know if she just like 
She also seems the type of person who would be in like a Antifa or like a KKK chat room just to troll people. Like she seems like that type. <laughs> so I don't know if she was just hitting up these chat or like I don't see her as being the person sitting there being like, oh yeah, fuck these black people, hate yeah. them. I just don't know enough about her. I, I And I honestly don't follow her career. Like I said, I like her songs and stuff, but I don't follow her career to know enough about what she actually does or has said. So I yeah. don't really have an opinion about I it. I just like, here's my thing. If I get famous and I start, I say some, not even. When? When I get famous and I wear like a fucking polo and some Tory Burch sandals, y'all are going to be like, she hates being black. She loves being white. Look at her. And I'll be like, my mom's white. Stop coming for me. Yeah. I just want y'all to remember this. Well, I think too, honestly, with people who have, people who are biracial or who are mixed race, I think there's this expectation that you, okay, you should know the white world and the black world, right? Mm -hmm. But I think you shouldn't be forced to choose a side either. Like you are white. You were raised by a white mother, but you also are black. So it is a responsibility to know both sides even though it is exhausting mm -hmm. but it's not that just oh you're a black woman no you're a black and you're a white woman like you're both i mean to the cops you're black so don't try it. to the cops i am <laughs> black right um to the hairstylist i am black as well very true my thing is corporate america you're black too. corporate america i'm pretty black you're only white to your family and friends That's that is it. true <laughs> it's just this constant like you have to choose, or not even you have to choose. If you're phenotypically black, you're seen as black. If you try to do these quote unquote white things, you're yeah. shiddy, you're bougie, you think you're better. You're anti-black. But I'm like, I'm just trying to be like my mom. Exactly. Who happens to Who be white. Who happens to be white and exactly. raised the fuck out of me. Yeah. It gets complicated. We're going to start a new Twitter hashtag. It's going to be hashtag grace for mixed people. Grace for mixed people. Grace for the light skins. Well, I do want to- we're having such a hard time out here, everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll tell you who else is having a little bit harder time. So, especially when it comes to race, let's stay on that topic for a little bit. So, um, there was a story that I saw, which I think is hilarious, but then we're going to end it with a not-so-hilarious story. So, <laughs> ha, -ha this, but also not ha. Nah, ha, ha. Um, so, there was a story that I saw on the internet this past week where this one particular company who is predominantly white they wanted to do like this party for their for their employees right but they wanted to do like oh, no. a period piece bad. or whatever and so they had this party on a plantation on a known slave plantation oh, right no. and so they were like oh it's a period piece like let's dress up as if we were like back in the 1800s blah 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 whatever so again majority of the staff is white so what ended up happening was the one black guy who works for this company showed up to the party literally dressed as like an enslaved person where is hr right and so when everybody else came up in their garb and all these dresses and they all this regalia and everything um of course everybody was like oh my god we feel like pure shit and then he literally had a photographer come out there <laughs> i'll show i'll put like a clip or whatever like a picture where he was literally in a cotton field because again the plantation was across from a cotton field he starts taking pictures with the pieces of cotton and so when, i guess when he got back to work HR called him into the office and was like, we are so deeply please sorry. Yeah, please don't sue us. Like, and they ended up giving him a raise. <laughs> this is why like seven years ago, y'all lost your rights to costume parties. Seriously, you really Because did. you don't know how to act. And this is why you need more people of color in the rooms making these decisions because someone yep. would have been like, uh, you shouldn't 1800 might've been cool for y'all. Yeah. But 
Y'all, that no, I'm so glad yeah. he did that. I'm glad he did that too to to teach them because some people are, are, they're only going to learn the hard way. And the fact that you thought that that was appropriate, like here's what I don't understand. We're going to go into another story about uh kind of slavery in these plantations and stuff like that. But well, let's go into that before I say this because yes, I was on the internet and I saw if you haven't seen the viral TikTok, it's fucking everywhere. But this yeah. lawyer was looking at Airbnb listings and he saw a listing in Mississippi for slave quarters, mm -hmm. like a, a cabin on this plantation off to it's the called side. Panther something. Panther that corn. was listed by a super host on Airbnb. And not only can you rent the slave quarters that Panther been, Burn Cottage, Panther in, uh, Burn Cottage at the Belmont plantation located in Greenville, Mississippi. Not, and it's like a, a slave cabin that has been redone. Right. So it has, you know, running water and a nice toilet tile, all these things. But not only that, but the people leaving the reviews. Yes. There's all these reviews, and it's just <laughs> these white people being like, so historic. We loved it. We got to sleep in the slave quarters. We ate in the main house. It's so quaint. It's great Southern hospitality. Where these people were housed and kept as property. And treated like pure shit. You're just living your little best Airbnb life, your little three-day vacation. Insane. So, here's what I don't understand. And this is why when I say it is about race, it really is about race. Because in no other group or, you know, industry, you would never, you would never turn an Auschwitz camp no. into a fucking Airbnb. I can't go get a you cute would never little do that. biscuit and pancakes at Dachau. Exactly. You would never turn a Japanese concentration camp into a fucking Airbnb. You would never do that. So this idea that you keep taking black trauma and monetizing it and then turning it into something that's glamorized and gentrified and just, oh, come here and stay here. Like, what is wrong with y'all's fucking brains that that would even be appropriate? I don't even like plantation shutters. I don't like plantation blinds. Here. I don't like, and they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I love them aesthetically, but something in me won't make me, won't let me buy them. I just, I can't buy them. And there's a difference between like the still weddings, plantation weddings give me the ick. Stop going on fucking plantations because there's just stop doing. I it. think you should definitely be allowed to visit plantations and then be historical sites and you go and learn museums things, and stuff. Yes, museums. I agree. And I do know a lot of them, especially in like Mississippi and places are run like their historical sites run by black people to right. show you the history. Right. Hell, yes. A hundred percent. There's something weird about standing and drinking and partying on this land. And like, you could also argue that every part of American soil has had some sort of trauma. Yeah. But standing here where people were literally held against their will and put under these awful conditions and raped mm -hmm. and murdered and beaten for no reason. Yeah. For, econ for economic gain of yeah. people. Like, that's wild to me. I just personally believe if you're white, you should not be able to even purchase plantation, like any land where enslaved individuals were. It should be reserved for only black because this is what ends up happening. And had he never saw that, how long had this Airbnb been there? A while because there's hell. There's like four. Y'all had like 4.9 stars. That's insane. Y'all are giving high reviews to this shit. That is and no, disgusting. Y'all went and left reviews saying how great it was to stay in the slave court. And it's not like y'all are... Would it? Here's my question. Would it be better or worse if it was like act like nothing had been redone? It was still shitty slave quarters, and people went to like relive the experience. Would that be better or worse? Um, I think it would be at least educational, so that you would understand for context 
what people who were enslaved. Because that's what I was thinking. I yeah. was like, maybe if you had like gone to really be like, what was it? Not let me live this, but yeah. like, how bad was it? What were they doing? I want to see. No, this shit's completely redone. Yeah. You're calling it cute and quaint and southern and you're, hospitality. You're thinking it's like a tiny house. It's not a tiny yeah. house. It's not a fucking tiny house. This is, this is where black men, women, and children were literally brutalized. And you're just like, come eat pancakes. Go to hell. With your pancakes. I'm going to start restoring like old prisons. I'm like, come and that, stay here. I, but, but even name one Auschwitz camp that is now an Airbnb or a bread and breakfast. Please show me. That is you, you wouldn't dare touch anything dealing with the Holocaust. So why the fuck do you think it's okay to monetize black pain continuously? Brad, super host. Oh my God. Thank God Airbnb took it down. And supposedly this wasn't the only one. There's a bunch of quote slave quarters and cabins, but I was like, none, no one's done a Google search on disgusting. Airbnb. Disgusting. Like, it, this isn't even your history. And you just think, oh, I'm going to profit off of it in uh, the big house. Fuck you. Go to hell. Also, I don't think I would like the energy in there has to be so off. I wish every last one of them would never be able to sleep. Why would you go sleep? Like, it's no. Like those are not your the ancestors. Tears, the pain. It's almost like Lovecraft like country. That. Remember in the the um in Lovecraft country. We're country? really on a Lovecraft country because we love them. We were a stand podcast for them. But remember um in the episode when Journey Smollett's character was down in the basement, she kept hearing all these voices. Yes. And all of the dead people who were who literally died in that basement were like coming back, and and clearly those were her ancestors to a degree, you know, and because they were black people, and she was able to at least like free them of that house and kind of hear their stories and hear you know uh learn about what was going on so it's very different if you as a person are you know even if you had a, an airbnb on a plantation which i still don't agree with but if you reserve that particular area you know the the um the the what is it called again hmm. the little tiny house what's it called again? cabin slave quarters yeah that's slave quarters right if you if you had that and like you said like the, it was preserved in the same way it was mm -hmm. and make it an, a museum or some type of educational thing. So while you're sitting here sipping on your mimosas, you understand exactly the history of this country. But the fact that you just renovated it and, and just call it a tiny house. You basically oh, sharecropper's cabin. What the fuck? You shat on those people. Like, yeah. When you do things like this, you negate the importance of those experiences. Those people, like you, people went through this horrible experience. Yeah. And the only good that can come out of it is now we can be like, we have grown so much from at least that. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to take this and learn on it and grow on it. But you can't do that when you just fucking gut it, add some nice and tile in a fucking clawfoot tub, erase the history. And you're like, well, Absolutely. it's awful. It's just even like Tyler Perry um, in his in his movie, um, The Family Reunion. And they had a family reunion like on their land. And it was like they had like a... Um, Cicely Tyson, Maya Angelou, and there was another, um, the older lady that was in the, the she was like the, the matriarch of the family. They were sitting in front of this like slave quarter, you know, uh, shack or whatever. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, this is the land that we lived on and all this other kind of stuff. This is where you all come from. But then mm -hmm. you could tell that they did absolutely nothing with the actual shack itself. It was like preserved. And then like in the, you know how they, they run the credits or whatever. And they talk about like how they made it and all that kind of stuff. And literally it was a real plantation that he just rented to be able to like film that there, but that everybody on the set got a chance to go in there and just kind of see like how our ancestors lived and stuff like that. And it was just a very different experience. It's a very different experience for those of us that it does affect because we are tied to our ancestors on this property. Can you stop? 
I would let if anyone has a plantation home they want to sell to me for pennies on the dollar. I would love to like restore it and make it like surely maybe an Airbnb, but something educational and interactive and positive and be like, this is all the fucked up shit that happened here. But what are you going to do with the proceeds of the money? Don't no, Well, I will need to make a living, but donate it or (laughs) have it go into organizations that like black owned businesses and or families or like lineage tracing or think something cool i don't know there's so much you can do we don't need to just be like oh we can't use that land anymore because it was awful and it held slaves but also we don't need to be like we're just gonna pretend that never fucking happened yeah and don't monetize it either to the point where you're just like oh come stay with the slaves like no it's not disney not, world no, it's, it's not, not no but not. you can make it you can make the land useful yeah. and educational and mean something well i can tell you what else means something we were talking about tyler perry a little bit ago and um tyler perry was in the news lately because first of all i love tyler perry okay um this is not you heard tra- it here first and this is not a ploy of me trying to like get on one of his favorite shows or tyler anything perry like movie um, Family it's not a Christ. movie; it's a play. Oh, typical! You're one of those. <laughs> Medea goes to jail. That was the, one of the funniest plays. That one and um, it's think like a man. Why did I get Perry? married? The play. I love his plays more than I love the movies. It's think like a man, Tyler Perry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Think like a man is Steve Harvey. Oh, that's, that's Steve right. Harvey's book. Yeah, um, different black man. <laughs> My <laughs> but bad. Very different, but um. Tyler Perry was in the news because he was not in the news really, but in social media. So he had an interview with, uh, I think it was Kevin Hart on his uh, XM radio show anyway. And he was talking about how he paid Cicely Tyson $1 million for one day of work because he wanted her to realize how much she was valued in the black community. And so many people, even lately, Y'all talk a lot of shit about Tyler Perry. Y'all be talking so much shit about Tyler Perry, and I hate that. Because he makes a couple mediocre movies. No, but his movies are not even mediocre. Here's the thing about Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is a genius, okay? And the reason why he is is a genius is because he caters his movies, his plays, his whole entire career to a subset of people that have made him a billionaire. Let's be very clear. Okay, I don't give a damn how much y'all talk about, oh, the wigs are raggedy and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He's still a billionaire with them raggedy ass what wigs. What was that Let's movie with Taraji, though, that he made? Uh, they, she was in two, no. Um, I could do better on myself. No, not the one I'm talking about. Keep talking. Acrimony? Yes. yes. What the fuck was that? I mean, it, but again, but, 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 but people even watch talk it. about people that. People are paying people to watch it. It's like the Fast and the Furious it. people. Y'all exactly. don't get mad at them for their nine they shitty got, ass movies. They got 19 Fast and the Furious and it's and all they're in all the same. awful. They're horrible. And here's the thing about Tyler Perry too. People keep talking about, oh, well, Tyler Perry needs to open up his writing room. Why? He's a <laughs> billionaire, bro. Don't fucking Why fix does it. he need to open up his writer's room for y'all? He d- this man is on primetime TV and got multiple shows on mm-hmm. multiple networks. He got a whole lot, the Tyler Perry lot. Because I think he would be so much further along in his life <laughs> if he opened up his writer's room. He's a billionaire, y'all. Not only that, he has a whole studio where he hires people of color, specifically black people. Mm-hmm. Not only that, he also literally revived Atlanta by being this media mecca now where people come to Atlanta to, to film their Perry. films. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? He need to open up his writer's room. You need to shut your mouth. That's what you need to do. <laughs> I hate people. I hate I really this love, world. was it the Oscars last year or the year before when he gave that speech? They were honoring him. 
uh, it wasn't the Oscars. It was the NAACP the Awards. The which is my Oscars. Exactly. And, Black um, people's Oscars. Yes, it is. I really, I like Tyler Perry. I, I've never said one bad thing other than acrimony about Tyler Perry because that was just some crazy <laughs> shit. Trying to rap, rewind the film. <laughs> I know. Go back. Go back and play it. Listen, I, I love But Tyler as Perry. he should. She deserves everything. She's amazing. Yeah, she does. Cicely, I mean, well, she... Timeless classic. Unfortunately, she passed away last year. But uh, I think it's amazing because Cicely Tyson, you know, she put in a lot of work. And the reason why so many black actresses right now even have a space to be where they are is because Cicely kicked down that door and was not paid properly. And he also dedicated one of his studio lots to her. Oh, really? So, like, I think it was, I think, I want to say there was, like, five or six lots. One of them is the Oprah, um, the Oprah Winfrey. Of course. One of them is, I think, uh, Will Smith. The other one is Cicely Ooh, Tyson. No, it did. Because Will just, Smith deserves Didn't he everything. just talk? He just talked about the Chris Rock stuff. Did you watch it? Who? Tell her? Uh, no. Oh, Will, Will Smith. Smith. Will, here's the thing. I know you don't know me. I know you don't know me. Stop talking about it. We don't <laughs> care. Okay? You and Chris worked that out. Maybe he need to be slapped in the face. Who cares? Let it go. We don't. That did not make you lose any money. The I projects didn't watch that you worked on, you already got it. paid. The, even, if the pe- even if the people took away your projects, guess what? You still got paid. Stop talking about it. We don't care. Stop talking about it. I'm your PR today. Stop talking about it. Just stop. Heard here. First. We don't want to hear it anymore. Stop it. Stop apologizing because you weren't. So, you're not sorry, and you don't have to be. If I slap somebody in their fucking face, I meant that shit. <laughs> yes. God, that was the slap heard around the world. But it, it needed to be. Stop talking about the man wife. Okay. I bet you Chris Rock won't say shit else about the goddamn Jada. Shut your mouth. Stop talking about people's wives. Oh, he he had a mental break. No, he didn't. Stop talking about the man wife. <sighs> Will Smith, stop apologizing. Just stop. Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, what were you telling me about this? Um, we've been. The Kardashian conspiracy. Thank you for bringing it up because I've been <laughs> thinking about it for the last 24 hours. Can't stop. Okay. And she didn't tell me this before we started Come recording. Come with me on a journey. I hope everyone turn your AirPods up. This is important. <laughs> okay. You have heard by now, undoubtedly, because it's everywhere. It Listen, whenever, whenever there's any Kardashian news, you, you see it, especially on like Instagram, whatever. You'll see it on a couple <laughs> of news outlets, mm-hmm. right? They're famous. When Kim and Pete Davidson broke up, that shit was everywhere. On multiples, like, p- people would post multiple things about it. It was everywhere. I couldn't scroll twice without fucking seeing their pictures, which was a little odd because everyone knows that fucking relationship was a sham. And, like, it usually would just be like, oh, no, they broke up, whatever. No. Everywhere. So I was, already, I was already like, why is this so, like, why do we care so much about Pete and Kim? It wasn't that big of a deal. They've been dating for nine months. Keep that for for anyway. Okay. <laughs> this same weekend, Travis Scott miraculously has decided to step out with Kylie again. They're being photographed everywhere. She's putting out all these pictures of her and Travis. Travis is going to do his first performance, and we're announcing that, and it's coming up. Kylie, Travis, Kylie, Travis, Kylie, Travis. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where the fuck Travis has been hiding since all the Houston shit yeah. at Astro World, mm-hmm. and the, the remember we still don't even know the name of the baby. Kylie hasn't said anything. She really hasn't been posting about Travis. Whatever, suspicious. It's on Chris. Then, whose baby gets delivered by surrogate? And there's one fucking post about it that we can all forget because we're being bombarded with all this other information i think you're being bombarded because i haven't heard any of this stuff i didn't even know they broke up chloe and tristan's baby boy was born this weekend no one's talking about it because all we're talking about is is kim and pete 
and Kylie and Travis. Well, I think because everybody keep talking about Chloe and how stupid she is for staying with Tristan, so that's and probably better. This is the Chris Jenner machine. It's gotta be. So that your conspiracy is that Chris Jenner is behind it. Well, no, my conspiracy <laughs> is that I was right all along, and that Kim and Pete were never an actual couple, and they stayed together conveniently for nine months just so when Chloe's baby was delivered, they could break up and take the fucking. Shine off of them, so no one would talk about the fact that Chloe's an idiot and just a piece of shit. Oh, that that took a turn. Okay, but isn't it exhausting to have to live your life like this? To have yes, because you keep keeping like up with these people. No, not me. Them. I'm fine. Oh. Can you just imagine having to be like, oh, this horrible thing is happening to me, and having someone else be like, okay, well now you're gonna have to fake date this man for at least nine months. You're gonna have to go underground with your baby daddy, not tell anyone the name of your child, and then we'll start posting about you two, especially since he had this traumatic thing happen. He'll go back on tour right before she has the baby. Then you'll break up with your boyfriend right when the baby's delivered. So no one's talking about that because her life's a fucking shit show. You are too invested in these people. I just. <laughs> It's, it's insane. So it is insanity. Congratulations, Chloe. You finally got your baby boy. Kim and Pete, we can be done with that. We can all move the fuck on because now she's in love with Kanye again and she's in his fucking Balenciaga shoots. And Pete Davidson's going to move on to whoever the fuck he's going to move on to. I'm clocking out. I can't keep up anymore. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. But all that to say, that's what's up with the Kardashians. Also, I think Kendall's back with Devin Booker. They for pretended to break up for 10 minutes. I still think she's a lesbian. Do you have any feelings on that? No. Cool. <laughs> that was a whole earful. I, I just stunned. have this sneaking suspicion, which like doesn't matter and it's none of my business, but I just think she's closeted. I mean. And she will lose. I think it's one of those like, she'll lose how she's a model money and power i don't know i think there's some markets that don't fuck with gay people not it, here in america I, I think it's more of a like international thing can't be for i mean all these other like mega capitals of fashion and whatnot they're all gay i don't know that's why a lot of that's them are. why everyone thinks that taylor swift is still not going to come out because she'd lose so much money people think taylor, taylor swift is gay oh yeah no, I don't. I don't know. I never got gay vibes from her, but I'm not gay either, so I don't know. There's like this whole. There's like a whole army out there who that believes mean, that she was dating Carly Kloss and Cara Delevingne. Oh, I'm flying through all those men. Yeah, and yeah. so that you keep. She keeps all these men around, or like keeps her image as like going through all these men because really she was having relationships with these women, but that will lose her fans and um deals and all of these things so she keeps up this act well you know i remember there's one conspiracy that they had uh with taylor swift that was saying that her mom was like abusing her and she was kind of like remember the uh black mirror um the tv show or the show that ashley has ashley o because in one interview she did like the universal signal for trouble and like her i think her oh. mom's a bad she was just like yeah so and so and they were like oh, she's in trouble and i was just like <laughs> I think she could kind of get out of that if she needed to. She's Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, you'd but. think, but you know, Britney couldn't get out of it. That's very true. Miley Cyrus could have. But, you know, Britney, yeah. But true. anyway, that's my Kardashian update for the week for yeah. anyone else who was wondering or interested. Well, last, um, well, last yeah. thing that we we're going to talk about before we go into what we're watching and then the rehab corner, uh, you were talking about a restaurant and something about cell phones. You can't bring a cell phone into a restaurant. Okay, yeah. So here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those people at a restaurant who, if you're with people, you're still kind of on your phone? Or do, are you like a face down, phone away kind of girl? Uh, I try to be face down, uh, a phone on the table kind of person if I'm at a restaurant. So phone them. is still out. Um, It's out, but it's just face down. So do you think, like, I can never figure out what I like more. Do I just want the phone down or like, do I want your phone away? 
You know well, it's I mean? my phone, so you can't control where the hell my phone's going. Well, no, I'm go. saying like if I had a preference, if I could prefer something for someone else. Mm. Like, do I feel better when the phone is face down, I or would I just like not to see it? I think it depends. If you're just going out, like if we if we hang out when we go to dinner and stuff, we usually have our phones out, but we're not on the actual phones because we're having conversation right. and catching up and stuff like that because we don't work with each other as much. But if you're going out to dinner, like you know, with your spouse or in in an intimate setting, your phone needs to be completely away. Um, that's just my personal opinion. But if you're with your family and stuff, who cares? You can be on your phone. You see these people all the goddamn time. You're just going to eat. My thing is like, you can have your phone out, but if I'm actively trying to talk to you, fucking put put the your phone, phone down. Yeah, click yeah. it off. Mute. Click lock. Right. So annoying. Anyway, all I have to say, this restaurant opened up in Fort Worth. It's called Katarina's. This guy mm -hmm. Tim loves the chef, and it's a. Uh, there's all these kinds of rules at the restaurant because it's fancy. One of them is that you have to wear a jacket. If you're a man. Okay. And the other one is that you cannot use your cell phone in the restaurant. They give you a pouch. You have to put your phone in the pouch. You can keep the pouch with you, but your phone cannot be out. If you have to take a call, you can go outside or they'll bring you a rotary phone. You are not to use your cell phone in the restaurant because they want you unplugged and taken back to a time without social media and all that stuff. Okay. I understand the concept. As Kiki Palmer would say, wrong scenario. <laughs> wrong scenario. Okay. <laughs> Who are you to tell me to disconnect from my cell phone? I paid for steak and potatoes. Not your personal opinion about my life. Fuck your rules and I will not be eating at your raggedy ass restaurant. That's just like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, I think, but I, I, allegedly, I'll just say that for the protection podcast. He, you can't take your cell phone in like arenas with him when he, mm -hmm. when you do a but show. But I thought that was because he doesn't want you recording the material while he's recording a special. Right. But my thing is, just say, if we catch you recording, we're going to put your ass out. It's simple. I'm, Kevin Hart, let me tell you something, brother. I know you probably, you probably won't see this podcast, but even if you do, fuck your rules. I will <laughs> never come and see you in person. And I know you don't give a good goddamn because I don't care either. You will never tell me I can't have my goddamn phone with me at an event. Like what? Her opinions do not represent the entirety of the podcast. No, I would doesn't. love to come see you, Kevin Hart. Listen, I and I will give you my phone. I would love to see you, but I'm not giving up my phone because you think I'm about to record you. I, you're not that important in my life for me to want to record what you say. I'll wait for it to come on Netflix and I got somebody else's password to watch it. Mm. I'm, I mean, where do we become in society where we are trying to control people? I need everybody to get jump back in their box and control themselves. Thank you. I just, I don't know how I feel at dinner if you tell, like, is someone going to come tap me on the shoulder if I check my phone? What if I have an emergency? I could have diabetes and need to check my little pump. <laughs> I mean, what is wrong with y'all? I could just want to check the stock market. Thank or you. I want to see how many likes I have on the fucking picture I took of the mozzarella sticks when I, I sat down. I What if the babysitter called me or some emergency and you, man, fuck that. Is it? This is why I don't go out my house. This is exactly why. I'll wait till it come on Netflix. Yeah. So. Well, I won't be dining at every that restaurant. That was just my, I don't know. I don't know that I'd be okay. I just, sometimes it's like a, it's a social crutch. Like, okay, long conversation. Let me just check my phone. Or how many times am I like, oh, I just saw this thing. Let me show you. Or that's a good question. Let me look it up. What if this turns into a squid game and now nobody can call the cops and y'all done robbed everybody? Yeah. Or you might have to play with me like that. There's some end of the world scenario and like all the grids are down and no exactly. one all the pout. We just have to get our phone out of our pouch. Exactly. You're not about to play with me like that. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, everybody go to the back of the kitchen. What? There's a whole, everybody disappeared at the restaurant. And, and I done willingly gave up my phone. You locked. There was only one place where I used to work. I used to work at a prison. And I 
you could not take your phone into the prison. Made complete sense. Now that's a, uh, there's an exchange. Okay. Why? Because I'm getting you take paid. Your phone into the prison. Um, because it was a, I think it was for like safety purposes, but, um, I don't know. We just couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come up. I was trying to get that check, and they told right. me no. I was so. trying to come up with a fancy reason as to why, but yeah, this. I mean, this is. <laughs> This is before like social media really was a thing like that. But yeah, we could you could not bring because even when you went through the metal detectors coming in, you had to leave your phone like in your car. I don't know if the rules have changed now, but this was back in like 2004. And yeah, you couldn't bring your cell phone into the actual I thing. know that there's some crazy stuff that goes on in like day-to-day prison life. Yeah. I would love if there's a documentary out there, if anyone watches a show, prison talk is my shit. Yeah. Um, I would love to learn a little bit more about that because I just know there's wild stuff that happens in the prison system. Yeah, definitely. Not, not, I don't want to see like traumatic shit. I want to see like funny drama reality show type shit. Okay, well, you're not going to see that in a real... Oh, you know what? There was a, a, a show on Netflix that was... That documented in um, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And it was a women's prison. That shit was hilarious. Really? It was like a real... It was a reality show, but it was real. Like, because they were literally going through this shit. But um, it was really funny. I have to find the name of it. But I, I watched... It was only like five episodes, but it was really funny. Okay, that's what it I want. Really I want funny. like the prison burritos and the fishing in the toilet. Yes, that's what that had. Yes. That's what I want. Absolutely. Okay, they were braiding each other's hair. I don't want like, I'm on death row for a crime I didn't commit. No. I- no, 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 no. That right now. no, it was it was not that. All everybody was like, "Yeah, I'm guilty." <laughs> <laughs> I did what I did. I did what I did, and I do it again. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, all that to say, uh, yeah, I'm not leaving my phone. I'm not gonna do it because it, I'm sorry. We live in a time and a day and age where too many things are happening at rapid, fast pace, mm-hmm. and you know things need to be documented and all kind of stuff. And you you will not get me to go and see Kevin Hart if his rules say. And here's the thing, Kevin, you can have whatever rules you want to. This restaurant. You can have whatever rules you want to. I don't have a problem with your rules. I personally will not be a Patreon. That's it. Simple. You didn't ask for my That's opinion, fair. but I gave it to you anyway. That's fair. So I'm not going to boycott. I'm not going to protest against you. I, I'm just not going to go. We're not going to cancel culture you. No, definitely not. Because, I again, I wait for it on Netflix. And if it never comes on Netflix, oh, well. <laughs> I just won't see it. Wasn't meant so, to be. Wasn't meant to be. All right. What are you watching so we can get back to the real I'm corner? still watching Loot. Did we talk about that last time, the My Rudolph show? Yes. Okay. I'm still watching Loot, and it's still good, and I still recommend it. I love her. Oh, Maya Rudolph is amazing. Like, she is just... Um, you know who her mom is, right? No. Minnie Ripperton. La, 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 la. That's her mom. La, 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 la. Mm-hmm. La, la. Wow. She unfortunately died of a, um, she, oh. a brain tumor. Not I think great. it was a brain tumor. You know, she a is like... You know how they say, like, these actors are the same character in a different font? Yeah. Whatever. She gives me um, Tracy Ellis Ross vibes. You think so? Yeah, it's the famous mom, probably. I just think Tracy Ellis Ross is like a comedian in her own. She's not a comedian, but she, her comedic timing is amazing. Yeah, they just like, I love, like, I want to watch them together all the time. Like, I would just love to see their interactions. I like feel the same joy when I see both of them. But she is just, I fucking love both of them. That show is really good. It's like, I love it. The character development is amazing. It's funny without trying too hard. Mm -hmm. It does a very good job of like, um it's not over the mark of there's this rich woman who's out of touch with reality mm-hmm. but it's very much like she's kind of out of touch and all these people are like this is stupid and here's why you yeah. can't do the like one of the girls tells her the girl from pose is like no halloween parties no costumes you're not allowed to do any of that because she's just out of fucking touch mm-hmm. gotcha. she's going through all this pr shit anyway show's still great still recommend it 
Have I, mean, I watched anything else? I think that's it. Well, I, I haven't been watching anything this past week because I am anticipating and I am so excited. Y'all know on this podcast, I am obsessed with Miss Pat and the Miss Pat show. Um, I listen to her podcast faithfully every Tuesday. I'm a part of her crack babies group on Facebook. Anywho, neither I don't identify as a crack baby, but I am a part of the group anyway. But her season two to her show, the Miss Pat show is uh, debuting on uh, BET plus this Thursday, uh, August the 11th. And, um, I think they're going to release all the episodes that they did for the first season, which is freaking hilarious. So I am anticipating this new season. So I know it's going to be amazing. Maybe I'll watch it. You should. Did you watch the first season? No. You don't know what the hell you're missing. It's so good. We watch it enough for the both of us. Oh, I watch it pretty much like every day. I just keep rewatching it because it reminds me of like that old school, um, like, you can say what you want to say, but with context, mm-hmm. like Archie Bunker, the Jeffersons kind of Archie like language. Bunker. And then, too, she cusses on it, which I absolutely love. I haven't seen so, the Jeffersons in forever. The Jeffersons are amazing. Marla Gibbs, Gibbs is still alive, too. She's nine. I think she just she just got her Hollywood Walk of Fame who played Florence on the Jeffersons. Uh, she uh, I think she, I want to say she's like 95 or something like that. She's in wow. her 90s. She looks beautiful, though. Damn. She does not look like she's in her 90s. She moves like she's in her 90s, but she doesn't look like it. (laughs) But yeah, so um, you ready to head on over to the rehab corner? Let's go on over to the rehab corner. Welcome to the rehab corner, a place where we restore some order. Take a look around and sit your ass down. We don't play around in the rehab corner. today we are talking about a topic that may be a little controversial so y'all just understand that our intent is never to offend um it is also t- always to bring education and to kind of tell you guys our opinion i said what i um, said <laughs> i said what i said so um i saw this video on tiktok and it was this um disability advocate or this disability uh, activist i'll say and he was talking about diversity and inclusion when it comes to people with disabilities and so as you all know or for people who are just now joining our podcast welcome um i fleming am a physical therapist and fowler is an occupational therapist and so um, we work with people with disabilities functional disorders things of that nature on a regular basis that's literally our career and um in the news lately like the past couple of weeks we've had two incidents happen with two very famous people um, where they have unknowingly offended the disability population um, in the person of Lizzo um, and Beyonce using the word spaz. And since then, Lizzo, um, when she was made aware of it, she took the, the word out of her song, re-released it. Mm-hmm. Beyonce did the same exact thing. And apparently there was online, um, the word spaz is um, a derogatory or an ableist slur. Um, over in the UK, but it is not that way in the United States. However, some people from the disability community in the United States has said that that word and that term is offensive. <coughs> um, even though for people using it here in the United States um, and in like the urban dictionary, it basically just means like you're just having a good time, you're partying, you're yeah. lit, all that kind of stuff, and not that you're mocking people with spasticity disorders. So I wanted to play this little clip um, from this young man. His name is uh, Eddie uh, Nudobu. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. I'm quite sure I did. But this is what he had to say. You know, I often say that what makes a space accessible isn't a ramp, right? There's a ramp behind you, which I love. Thank you for the ramp. Uh, But a ramp doesn't make a space accessible. It provides entry into a building. What makes a space accessible 
is how all of us, regardless of ability, regardless of identity, are able to come together and feel validated and have access to agency, self-actualization, and really feel dignified, right? So it's not, we're not going to get to intersectionality through compliance or through ticking a box, but it is going to be about celebrating the magic and the beauty of all of the multiplicity of identities that we embody at the same time. Um, I feel so incredibly honored to be all of those identities. I wouldn't want to be anything else. Um, and I think it really is about validating and celebrating our humanity. So um, when I heard that video, or I saw that video come across my uh, For You page on TikTok, Fipe. my FIPE, <laughs> um, I kind of got not triggered, but um, I kind of had to like do a retrospective view of me as a therapist. And so being that we work with the disability population at large or people with disabilities, we always put the person before the disability, um, especially in the language that we use. Um, and I kind of had to take a step back because I was just like, I personally feel that, not professionally, personally feel that people with disabilities think that people without disabilities hate them, right? And while that is true in some spaces, it is not like, true. Uh, that's not true. Right, it's not true for everybody. <coughs> and I think too, like we as as, as therapists, rehab, rehabilitation therapists, our goal is never to fix anyone, right? That's not, mm -hmm. that's not the end game. We can't fix anything. What we can do is restore function yeah. and restore you back to a or attempt to try to restore you back to a level of function that is deemed functional for you based off your disability or, or your tailor your, the um, task to fit you exactly and so i think when we because like i'll see i'll see for myself when i come home there's nobody else in my house that has a disability right so it's not that i don't take people with disabilities into consideration it's that it never comes across my brain because in our field, we are always restoring people so much so fast that we don't think about that. It's not in the forefront of our brain. Right. Well, and from us, it's, we're not, we do some like task adaptation and modification, but mm -hmm. genuinely it's, let's see what we can get you to do functionally before we try to adapt the task. Exactly. We're trying to restore you. If that doesn't work, we'll adapt the task. Mm -hmm. And it's so specific Yeah. that we're not walking around the world saying like, I wonder how we could make that easier for someone who uses a wheelchair. Right. I wonder how we could make that more accessible for someone who doesn't have an arm. No, because in our job, I have the patient. What is it specifically that you would like to do? And we will figure that out. Exactly. And even too, like in, in just regular everyday run of the mill spaces, um, you know, like if, if I invited you to a party, right. And I invited you to a party that was like a rooftop, you know, thing or whatever, but it was not handicapped or disability accessible, right. Mm -hmm. Per ADA standards in my brain, I didn't just plan this party without pe thinking of people with disabilities. It's the fact that people with disabilities are not readily in my space as far as not professionally, but personally in my space. So I don't have to think about someone with a cane or with a walker. Now, when my grandmother comes, my grandmother's 98, 98 years old, she uses both a cane and a rollator. Now, obviously when we have events like that, we think about her because she's readily available there. But when you don't have, and I know some people are probably gonna say, well, you're a therapist, you should already have it. No, we don't. No. Cause again, our job is I'm restoration. Exactly, but, but okay, let's talk about this whole ableist thing, right? So I keep hearing this term ableist. You guys are ableist. You're a fucking ableist, right? <laughs> and I just think using terms, like anytime you like, okay, 
I'm gonna get my thoughts together. Here's the thing. People, we don't get to choose if we are born with a disability or if we um, become disabled as a result of living our regular lives every day. You get in a car accident, you have an injury, whatever the case may be, right? So we don't get to pick and choose that. But also, too, this language that's being used in calling people without disability ableist like to me it's almost like a slur to us like why am i demonized for be for not having a disability when i don't demonize you for having a disability and i know that the the culture in the united states and just the world probably at large because i know i'm, I'm not oblivious to the history in this in this world when it comes to people who are disabled and people who have functional deficits and functional disabilities as well as intellectual disabilities and how they treat them i'm not oblivious to that but all i'm saying is that People, it's not that we don't care or that we don't like people with disabilities. I know for me specifically, it's just the fact that you're not in my personal life when I get home from work. Yeah. That's just it, you know? <clears throat> well, I think you don't have, you as an individual don't have that responsibility. I think it's like a business government mm -hmm. issue. Like one in four people, I think technically in the U.S., is classified as having a disability. Disability, yeah. But, and you should, it shouldn't be, like if I have a disability and I roll up to a restaurant and I wanna go inside, it shouldn't be some weird thing or some big ordeal. I should be able to get inside. Yes. I should be able to have access to the restroom. Absolutely. I should be able to read the menu or mm -hmm. have a menu that I can read. Those are all things that businesses and companies and the government should be providing. Yeah. That way us as consumers, as individuals, A, don't have to worry about that. We can all just be comfortable and have that plan go through. But then we can start seeing more of these people in these environments and be like, oh yes, look at all of us here. All yeah. of us can do these things because it is so accessible now. But, but how am I supposed to change that individually? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, well, this is why I think this is why too, even for a physical and occupational therapist, for us to now partner with these disability activists as well too because once we know we can't say that we don't know you know what i mean yeah. but even too from a business i do want to play devil's advocate to what you just said even from a business standpoint when someone is making a high rise right they are not thinking about the disability population and the reason why they don't is because like this uh statistic that you just gave there are more people without disabilities than there are with disabilities and like the ADA is so important because it now forced businesses to include and to make it a, a known fact that, hey, there are a population of people that are out here that still want to patronize your business and you need to think about them and you need to include them. So, like, for example, hotels, most hotels, they either have like an accessible bathroom or I mean, an accessible uh, um, hotel room, but they don't have a, a room specifically for little people. Because, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, how many little people have you come across in your lifetime? I don't see size. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> That's what she said. Anyway, uh, I'm kidding. But I mean, just in the grand yeah. scheme of things, you don't, it's not that it's, it's not that people hate you, hate little people or hate people with a disability. It's just, unfortunately, because it's not readily available to them in their own lives, they don't think about it. So it's a non-factor. To that, unfortunately. I, it's a non-motherfucking factor. Well, I'm not going to say it, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm not going to say what Evelyn Lozada said, but that's, To you know. that, I would say, not the same, but until Rihanna came out with Fenty Beauty and had 50 shades yeah. of foundation, mm -hmm. these companies were like, 
why do we need 16 shades of brown? Right. People aren't buying them. The market's not there. The market was always there. You just never had it, so we weren't purchasing it from you. Right. Now that she's put that standard, these companies have shades galore. Mm -hmm. So now I'm saying it's to think, you know, is it that these populations aren't big enough or the numbers aren't there, or is there just not that kind of push to make things accessible and so people aren't coming out to doing all these things and people aren't wanting to be in the hotels because they don't want to deal with all the bullshit and if there was more accessibility or more hotels that catered to being like a exclusively accessible mm -hmm. hotel would you see that market would people then push for that because yeah. they would see the money all of these things well i think it kind of goes back to what you just said when you said you know, well, what what can I personally do as one individual? Well, I think it's going to take people who are without disability to be able to push those narratives because Rihanna is not a dark skinned woman, mm -hmm. but she understands that, you know, in her light skinned life that there is a population of people because number one, she's been exposed to the world. Like she's a world traveler at this point, but also two, her being able to tap into that market because she sees that community. Like, just like with us, we see the disability mm -hmm. community, even though it's not readily available in our personal lives like that, but we still see, we still see them. And I think even too, with these, um, I think it, it comes with partnering with people who are um, without disability. Cause I don't like to use the word ableist. I really don't. Cause I just, I just think it's, Sometimes in certain spaces it's just used as derogatory. But I, I don't think like it, but. ableist means that isn't that like exclusionary of people with disabilities is an yes. ableist mentality. Yes. So that's so why I say without so disability. Technically, I'm just an able-bodied person, which right. I don't like that either because it makes it sound like I can do more than I really should be. Exactly, able to do. Oh, and and it and it makes it makes people with disabilities like excluded versus I am just without a functional disability. Yeah, that's that's a terminology that I use. I don't Diff know. Y'all let us I've know heard, if that's different. I've heard differently abled, and I do like that. I like differently abled. You're just differently abled. I like that. Also, I know a lot of people who are neurotypical and are able-bodied, and they suck, and they don't do shit, and they're <laughs> annoying as hell. Oh, okay. So just because you are functional, they mean shit. And the thing is, functional is not. Like we, we love to use this term normal. Oh, I'm just a normal person. Well, normal is subjective. And the thing is too, like this idea that people who have disabilities are not functional like that's not true that's because not we see people idea. yeah we see people all the time where they can come in and they let's say they have cerebral palsy and this can be a 20 something year old and they can transfer from a wheelchair to a bed with a sliding board independently but then they have an event that happens whether it's a pneumonia the flu or whatever a heart attack a stroke and our job is to be able to get them back to being able to transfer from that bed to that wheelchair with a sliding board. Now they still can't walk. Our goal is not to get you to walk because, mm -hmm. because now we're coming into fixing your, your quote unquote problem. Cerebral palsy is not a problem. It is a condition that is very, you know, apparent and, and there, and you can still have a, a great quality of life, even though you have cerebral, cerebral palsy, because there's different levels of cerebral palsy as well too. Mm -hmm. You know what and I mean? I think that's one of the hardest things when you start, being in a therapist, working in rehab, mm -hmm. working in the hospital, because students will come in and they'll evaluate a patient. And they're like, oh, they had a massive stroke two years mm -hmm. ago. They can't move this or this or that. So they're where they are going to be. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, no, you're like, okay, just because they don't do this and that mm -hmm. doesn't mean, you know, just because they can't, ours is always ADL. So like, just because you're not bathing yourself and mm -hmm. dressing yourself, are you feeding yourself? Are you yeah. talking? Are you washing your face? Mm -hmm. Are you able to 
color? Are you able to transfer? Are you able mm-hmm. to do any of those things? Because that's still a functional life. Just because exactly. they don't get up in the morning like you and get out of bed and go mm-hmm. to the restroom and take a shower and, you know, whatever. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're not living their life exactly. functionally, functionally and doing the things that they want to do. Absolutely. Which is hard to wrap your mind around because you live your own life in your own bubble. And unless yeah. you grow up seeing someone who does things differently than you mm-hmm. or has to modify the way they get around or you know you're not thinking about it yeah exactly and i think too like even in hospital settings like i mean we love to think that oh a hospital has to be accessible no no my god the the toilets toilets are on the floor (laughs) it makes no sense they have the grab bars in the most ridiculous here's what i do want to say to any like architect that's out there that wants to hire a physical and an occupational We're therapist. Here. We are here because the way that y'all build these rehab, these inpatient rehab make facilities and sense. hospitals, y'all are not having, first of all, people who deal with people with disabilities and functional issues on a regular basis into consideration because y'all put a grab bar way over here somewhere where they're not even going to be able uh-uh. to reach it. You can't, it's not big enough the to get a wheelchair to get in. into the shower is yes. like six inches high. Makes no goddamn sense. Then the the toilets are on the floor. Way. The door opens weird the rooms are situated so funky you can't move things around it's Uh, horrible so architectures architecture who are out there uh architects who are out there i I don't know what the hell you just said (laughs) architect i got you girl architectures Uh, no architects sorry (laughs) it's late it's late late. architects out there if y'all want any company that that model that makes or builds offices and ergonomics and hospitals and rehab facilities and all that good stuff hire pts and ot's hire me and fowler and i because we understand exactly what needs to happen because the the way that these things are it's insane like you got a total hip replacement oh and we tell the patient hey don't elevate your your hip past 90 degrees and then the damn toilet is in the floor what kind of good luck like th- thank you for undoing everything the surgeon just did but uh-huh. here there but um but yeah i think i think that i think as pts and ot's I think sometimes we do need to take a step back to realize that um, because we're in the business of restoration and then we go back to our houses without disability, uh, we need to take into consideration um, more of people with functional disabilities um, to be able to advocate for them properly and um, be a voice uh, for the voiceless. What I will tell you and what I do not like to see is when I'm in a restaurant and someone in a wheelchair with a walker, with a rollator, whatever, is trying to do something and the damn service people act like it's the end of the world to help them. I hate that too. God, just do it. It's your job. They're not trying to make your life harder. They're just trying to get to where they need to go. Mm -hmm. Stop acting like it's the end of the world. Even people who, like, I've seen these videos where, like, a person went to Chick-fil-A or they went to McDonald's and you can tell that they they have a physical functional deficit where they may may not be able to feed themselves. And then people start taking pictures like, oh, my God, well, what made you feed them? They need fucking food. What do you like? I would have no problem feeding one fry at a time to a person because we do that in our yeah. everyday life. When I was in the hospital setting, I do it when people I, yell at me to get out of the fucking room. Exactly. I'm gonna do it if someone's nice because at Chick Fil A. One thing that I hated in the hospital setting is when like they put um, the, tray, di- right they put the tray right next to Y'all a person on the affected side, and then they're like, "Oh, okay." And you know this person cannot reach or cannot feed themselves, and you and leave then you the come tray in, in there. They're looking all hungry, and then their, their arms eggs are flaccid. cold. Oh my god, I hate that. And then. Y'all we trash. come in as therapists and I'm like I'm not even going to do my physical therapy treatment today <laughs> I'm going to feed you this food I'm going to warm it up and I'll just charge this as a therapeutic activity <laughs> god damn it because I don't know what else to do 
I'm just like, did you eat your, like, why did you eat your food? It's and they're the like, worst. I just had a stroke. I can't fucking move this arm. You're right. This is an eval. Let's feed you. Like, what the? Yeah, dude. That's common decency. It's just common decency. We so. had another inmate the other day that came in, mm-hmm. stroke, handcuffed on the affected side. Where's he going? That arm doesn't move. He's flaccid. I hate people. Can't take now, him out of handcuffs. But you, now, now that I, here's the thing. I understand what the disability community feels. I, I completely <laughs> understand it because we, we do see it in our everyday life. When we get home, it's just we put the blinders That's back what on, it, unfortunately. When you're in a hospital setting, it's yeah. such a specific environment. Yes. As soon as I leave that floor, bloop. I forget back it. Back to the real world. Yeah, exactly. It's like being in a simulation. Yeah. You're like, no, 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 that was the hospital life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, the, no, nothing there makes sense. You're like, well, of course nothing would make sense. Everyone exactly. there is sick or, yeah. you know, ailing and it's just a shit show. Yeah. So as soon as you step out of it, you're like, oh, man, am I glad to wash Wash my hands of that. Exactly. And, and then it, it goes away. I think it's a trauma response from working at the hospital. I just think it's just we're just we're, we compartmentalize every single yeah. thing. So we only deal with what we deal with at work. And then we go home and we're just like, oh, free and clear. Because if anything is off, like the, to- the toilets in the hospital, people not feed, all of that shit, I will clock at the hospital immediately. But if yeah. I see a, lo- a low toilet at a restaurant, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, you just you don't think about it. Because yeah. again, it's not readily it's it doesn't affect you in your everyday life, in your everyday personal life. Professionally, yes. So I think um for all physical and occupational therapists that are listening to this podcast, I hope and nurses too, respiratory therapists, everybody who works in healthcare, just be a little bit more sensitive to understand that there are people that are out there that um do have disability and that do function in a different way. Um, it does not make them abnormal. They are just differently abled. Yeah. And um, just like we are differently able, but to take, you know, have a little grace with people with functional disabilities because they do exist and they deserve to exist in this world and to be able to function just as we do in certain, in every space. Yeah. Um, and regardless just of what it like is. that guy said, being accessible, accessible isn't being able to get into the door. Yeah. You should be able to have, equal experiences Experience, to absolutely. everyone around you you shouldn't feel like you're a burden or it's an issue mm-hmm. you should just be able to go and to the place and be able to do what you need to do enjoy the time you're having there absolutely and feel accepted and welcomed yeah because especially if you're getting my money i better feel fucking exactly welcome because at some point in time everybody will eventually not be able to do for themselves in the capacity that they have been operating in it happens to everyone yes. and you never know when it will happen exactly. to you it could happen tomorrow so you need to be nice exactly. out there, people. Yeah, and show people some grace. So, um, and if that happens to me, if something happens, I need you to come brush my hair in the hospital. Give me a silk pillowcase. I will need body wipes and good lotion. Yes, not that hospital grade. Not the hospital shit. Yeah, they every hospital. We're making a lot of announcements today. Every hospital, <laughs> y'all need to partner with a bonnet, uh, satin company. bonnet company because y'all need, white people need bonnets too. They just do. Because the amount of time I spend unmatting people's hair from those shit ass cotton pillowcases. Absolutely. Just, just have silk uh, pillowcases. Just Pillow, everybody Come on, needs give me everybody something. I've used so much mane and tail in the last three years. It's ridiculous. First of all, I, I don't know who decided to get mane and tail. That was the worst product. I'm sorry. Allegedly, the worst product that you could ever use. That shit does not work on black people's hair. Y'all need to get not. some kinky curly knot today. That is a great detangler. Or some get Cantu, some, something. Not Cantu, because that's not by, for black people, even though it got the little African stuff on there that's by a white company. But you need to get some Carol's Daughter. You need to get some Maya. Shea Moisture. Shea Moisture is by white people. That's not it either. What the hell's going on? Y'all need to get some Kaleidoscope because they sell off. I've been bamboozled. But yes. you know what? Make your coin, girl. Queen. Yeah, Go exactly. Off, queen. They, they franchise it and they sell it. Well, Go I don't blame them. Get your money. But uh, yeah, Carol's daughter is still owned by Carol. 
Carol's daughter, who's a black woman. Uh, you got Mayel, that's by a black woman. I do like Mayel. That's by a black woman, as well as, uh, what was the other one I said? Uh, Kiki Curly. Kiki Curly, I don't know. If it, it might be, but I'm sticking with Kiki Curly, not today. Detangle it, because it's great. Even I don't know if they're white or black. I think they used to be what black. What if we just but, started doing hair in the hospital? Then we can't be, I can't be a physical therapist. I can't charge for that. That's true. I That's not probably. a functional What if I was doing them? perms and shit in the hospital? I like think relaxing people's hair in the hospital. I don't. I don't think the the, the board of cosmetology would appreciate you doing Yo, that. Yo, one time I had this stroke <laughs> patient, right, and she was uh, one of like her almost entire arm was out. She had an entire affected Ow. side. I came in one day and her her daughter had her propped up in the chair, just braiding the shit out of her hair. Had mm-hmm. all the hair laying everywhere, and yep. I was like, that is. A good daughter yeah i cannot tell you how many black women i have had to twist their hair like as a part of my therapy session and i'm like hey this is balanced training <laughs> sit up straight sit Press up straight tall. so that i can braid your hair i can well I, I don't braid but i twist i can twist your hair. i mean i can plait or whatever but yeah i've had to like comb and these hospitals they be having the smallest like little kitty combs like get oh the like comb, picture life touch picture day combs oh is what my they have. god like those narrow teeth i'm like get the wide tooth combs for people like mm-hmm. jesus but anyway um but yeah so just uh be a all little nicer and yeah. all that to say show grace to people who are differently able than you um and to take them into consideration when you are planning events especially for the masses um for them to be able to again like fowler said to be able to enjoy it and have the same level of experience that you have um, and not to be treated any different. Anything else we need to talk about before we get out of here? No, I hope everyone has a great week Absolutely. and ha- and just has a Ow. have an enlightening experience. You know, something that really makes you stop and think, like, "Wow, I am blessed. Everything I have right now is exactly what I need, and if I don't have it at this time, it's not meant for me right now." Okay, I disagree with you on that. And then everything that comes into your life is extra, and then you're happy. I don't have that mentality. <laughs> right. I was going to say, uh, okay. <laughs> but someone does. I'm sure it's good someone to adopt. Does. Yes, definitely. All right, y'all. Y'all have an amazing week on purpose. And y'all remember to spread love. Spread light. And don't forget to laugh, laugh your, your face, face off. off. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was going to say, announcement. Don't forget, ignite your wife. Flip my... my- <laughs> <laughs> of ignite your why with austin gallant comes out this thursday august the 11th uh you can listen to it on spotify uh uh apple music google Podcasts, all that kind of stuff not apple music apple Podcasts, apple whatever music. but yes don't forget to go over there and follow ignite your why podcast my episode comes on i hope that y'all listened to Fowler's episode and was blessed by it it was amazing <laughs> for real we're out of here now oh. girl almost died aspirating <laughs> the devil just tried to make me aspirate jesus lord I need a speech therapist. Oh, Lord, he tried to kill me, Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Face-Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Face-Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to The Face-Off with Fleming and Fowler every Tuesday when new episodes are released. It's The Face-Off. It's The Face-Off.